Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So Jeff Hurst, the trailer booking at Billy Bones, a Paolo Dicario, a West Ham United, we celebrate our victories, we stick together in defeat, I'm proud of our history, a West Ham United, more than just a podcast, more than just a Hello, good evening, and welcome. This is more than just a podcast. <laughs> the podcast? No Sean today. So, so you got, got to put up with... got the... Oh, I ain't got one of them. So you got to put up with... Pushing the buttons. I'm joined today by a founder... And Chief, it's Mr. George Bucci. How are you, George? Where are you? What are you doing? Uh, I am in my living room recording a podcast with you. I may be the founder, but I'm definitely not the chief of this podcast. Oh, well, we look There's plenty of Indians. (laughs) (laughs) Probably shouldn't say that anymore. But yes, uh, it's good to be here. I nearly said something then, but I won't. Yeah. Well done. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of stuff in. Uh, 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 you've also heard there the dulcet tones of Mr. Lord Cannington Len himself. How are you, Len? I'm tired, but I'm good to talk to you. All right. We've got a broadband. packed show for you today. Last week, we were on a UEFA ban, apparently. Um, so, no show. Uh, this week, he's not shown. Some people may celebrate, some people may mourn. Uh, we'll wait and see uh, what camp people's fit in. But there's no Sean, uh, because he's eating his way through the f- Portugal. Uh, mm-hmm. And no uh, John, <laughs> because he's uh, he's still on his self-build. Uh, he is. That, he's uh, very nearly there. Is he, is he very, is he, is he screeded? He's screeded, oh, he's, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, he's, he's waiting for the screed to uh, dry out. The floor will be going in. The kitchen's then going in. It's all happening. Oh, once the kitchen's in, you can move in, mate. Mm. That's, that's that's what I've, what I've always said. Did you finish your kitchen? Saying that, you saw Adam. You set yourself up for that one, didn't you? Yeah, it's snagging. Uh, uh, that will be finished around Easter time. Um, so uh, when when I restart the works. I'm, I've moved on to a different phase. Oh, but it's not a kitchen podcast, people. No, it's a West Ham podcast. And West Ham played this weekend against the uh, Uroids, uh Wolverhampton Wanderers from the Black Country. Uh, George, did you watch the game? I did. Uh, I did. Did you have a power cut while watching the game? No. Oh, I see what you mean. Yes. Oh, did you? I had to switch channels. All oh, right. 
Is that what you mean? Well, it wasn't, no, because half of, it, half of Essex, where I lived, had a power cut. Oh, uh, right, the, no, no, I didn't. So I, I, I missed the, the, the... The feed I was watching cut out. Oh, right. Apparently it was, it was Russ putting his Christmas decorations up. Possibly could have been. Possibly could have been. Even though it's not Christmas yet. No. So I don't want to be hearing about it. No. Um, certainly don't. <laughs> although it is December in a week, or a week and two days, which is scary. Put it up then. Anyway. Well, that's when you go then. Sake. So we've got a week and two days till we start discussing that word. So tell us about the game, George, the way you see it. Uh, obviously very disappointing result and performance. Um, I can't take many positives from it. I think we are a lot better than, than we showed on Saturday. Um, Dawson looked very shaky. Just trying to think now. Um, we didn't really threaten much. I don't remember us having any kind of clear-cut opportunities or chances in either half. Um, Antonio looked tired. Um, and I think whenever you bring on Yarmolenko for a boost of energy and and pace, you're, you're struggling. And that's what he tried. Um, I wonder if he should have made those changes a bit earlier, however. Just because what, what he had out there was not working. Um... And obviously, I think they were getting ready, weren't they, when they when they actually scored. So if he was literally a couple of minutes earlier, who knows? But not the end of the world. I've seen uh, the West Ham socials, uh, lots of negativity, lots of meltdowns, as you called it, Nigel. Um, I think that's completely unwarranted. It's just one game. Um, we've lost plenty of games before. Uh, all right teams like Wolves these days we're thinking we should beat but at the end of the day it's only the third defeat of the season and, and you can't complain too much Where do you sit with with the substitutions it's very much like for like so if a system's not working he doesn't seem to be able to change the system he can just change the personnel mm. uh, I, I would agree with that observation, was that yours? That is mine, yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah no, mine it's, somewhat. It, it it's it's a good point. I mean, but that comes down to having one, not even a out and out striker. Um, and yeah, I mean, like I said, Yarmolenko. If if and our system's reliant on pace on either side of Antonio with Ben Rama and Bowen, and Yarmolenko just doesn't give that for me. He's he's not even a like for like. He's nah. he's almost a bit of a downgrade for me. He's a like for like with a man with one leg. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I don't know what it is about him. As I said on previous podcasts, you know, I was quite happy and excited when we signed him, knowing his record internationally and always seeing him play well in European games that I watched. But yeah, he's just he just seems he just seems like he's played ninety minutes when he comes on as a sub. I don't know what it is about him. The way he runs and puts his effort in, it just looks like he's like half-hearted and tired out already. But yeah, it's a good observation, Nigel. I like that. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, do you? I, I mean, with Yarmolenko, what what is it about him that internationally he can seem to um, turn it on, but domestically he, he's he's Moise's go-to first change, isn't he? But yeah. he don't change the game. No, and, he, and he, I think his his whole the way he plays football is all about him trying to get the ball on that right wing, cut back in on his left and try and shoot. And I think, you know, once you found out, you found out. And yeah. that, he doesn't get many shots away. And it's if he does, it's a repertoire, isn't it, really? 
But, you know, there, there have been players in the past that have done that very well. Iron Robin springs to mind. That was all he used to do, and he used to score for fun for club and country. So, I don't know. I don't, and I guess internationally, maybe he's just a hell of a lot more passionate and bothered playing for the U Ukraine as he is for West Ham. I don't know. You'd have to ask him. Uh, yeah, well, per perhaps. Can we sort that out? Well, I'll try. I'll mm. ask. Um <laughs> Uh, Len. Yes, mate. How did you see it, apart from in your living room? Um, yeah, I agree with you about the substitutions in midfield, but I don't think they should take away the fact that when it's not working in midfield, uh, it seems, well, on, on Saturday when it was, wasn't working, I thought we, we, we started well for 15 minutes. We looked composed. But when we got beaten in midfield... Um, Benny and um, Fournells couldn't get in the game uh, and this happens a lot when they can't get in the game they very rarely get into the game second half so I don't think we even though we, we haven't got a lot of replacements I don't think we should be so forgiving because of that because in, from my point of view Someone like Lanzini, who saw, who's seen the first 45 minutes on the bench behind the coaches who may be giving instructions and that, it, he will be more effective than, as I say, Ben Rama and Fournells, especially if they've played, you know, coming off the back of an international break. So I think I was a little bit disappointed not to see the change at half-time when it wasn't working. And rather, I think it was 67 minutes they came on. Well, they made the substitution. Um, would you but, change earlier? Yeah, I would have. Because like I say, I just sometimes the, the two of them they can be really effective. But when they're not effective, it they, that flash that we're hoping for from them. More so, I guess, um, Ben Rama. I think it could be a bit, uh, like I say, sometimes there's a lot of talk about if we did get um, a Lingard, who would move? And I think, the, for me, the answer is Ben Rama because I could think he can achieve more by surveying the game from the bench and then coming on as an impact sub than he can often from the start because once he gets a little bit found out, uh, and really, it, it's it's not too much of a criticism because sometimes he has to he has to somewhat guess where he's going to receive the ball, and you can't often guess that, especially if I thought Rice was a little bit off for his for his immaculate self, uh, and it's, I don't know what Suchet's got to do to be dropped. To be honest, um, that could do him a little bit good. So you can't just blame. Ben Rama and four nows, but when they're not working, it doesn't seem to happen, and I think the change should be made. Um, but thought we were outplayed, weren't we? Really, they were oh, the well. better team, so we can't lingle linger on it too much. Hopefully, it's uh, as defeats go, a one nil away from home after an international break is somewhat forgivable. Um, I know people will say, well, you know. If we'd have the results been the other way round after the Liverpool game, we could have been happy. But we wouldn't have took points off of Liverpool. 
So, and we're still in the top four. So there's still plenty to be positive about. There's no crisis for me. No, me either. We get our point on Thursday and then we go again the weekend. That'd be a nice, easy one. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Uh, he's not here, but I'll do a stat attack as supplied by Live Score Football App, who do not sponsor us whatsoever. Uh, but give me a call. Uh, so shots on target: Wolves one five three. Shots off target: Wolves one again seven to four. Block shots: Wolves one again three two. Possession: Well, Wolves had that, but not as big as what possibly it may have been fifty four to forty six. Wolves had more corner kicks seven to three. We win the fouls. Uh, we drew the yellow cards and we beat them on the throw-ins. Um, if I mean the stories this week, a Lingard um, mm-hmm. looks like he put out that um, uh, cryptic message or picture on Instagram, whatever it is. I don't do Instagram, so I don't know how to describe it. But it was him, obviously scoring against Wolves in a West Ham shirt. Um, he clips. Declaring his love for West Ham, do we see him coming back, George? Do you know what I do? Mm. I think he will come in January. Um, it, all the noises are being made that that it will be the case. I guess the only spanner in the works now is the departure of Solskjaer at this time. Could they get a new manager in that wants to keep him and give him another chance? Who knows? Um, but uh, uh, as it's as well as it stood when he posted that thing, I was pretty certain that was him done. Um, I know his his brother had been on Instagram as well, saying that he's noted the comments from some West Ham fans on Instagram, saying that he wouldn't be wanted, he wouldn't get in the team, and that's what well and truly noted. I think yeah. his brother said, which is just a load of rubbish. Yeah. Um, because you, you know it's just going to be a bunch of kids commenting, we don't want you on Instagram. Um, I do see it happening, and I do think it'd be a welcome addition. And I agree with you, Len. I think he would he would replace Ben Rama for me. And let Ben Rama be a bit of an impact player. Yeah, I think so. Ideally on January the first. Yeah. Ideally Good. rather than leave it late. Could could he change it and play with only one of Rice and Suchek and maybe put Lingard in there? So have almost like a four one four one formation. Or is that too adventurous? I think I think that is a bit too. I think you know the answer to that, Nigel. <laughs> I think you're just being a podcast host of that one. <laughs> I did no for me. I what, just do you, think, what do you think? I did, I did, uh, sometimes I think having two sitting midfielders um, with four defenders. Um, I get that in in a way with Rice and Suchek, um either one of them. They dovetail quite well, so one will push on. And Rice carries the ball really well now. It's one of the big improvements, I'll say, about him in the last couple of years is the way he will carry the ball from in front of the defence to um, up to bridge um, the, the attackers. Um, I just think that it is something that could be tried and, and see what happens. I think you could. Um, I, I mean, personally, maybe a bit harsh. I think I would drop Ben Rama for Lanzini, drop Lanzini in for Suchek, and put Lingard in now, and whether yeah. see see whether that would that would work. That's that's the way that I would be looking at it for um, in January if we bring Lingard in uh, to see what happens. 
I mean, Lingard only got on in the 90th minute this weekend. And and this is the thing, he, he must have been looking at that and thinking, you know, there's a Man United team that can't win. They're 3-1 down to Watford and he's still not getting on the pitch. Obviously, it does all change now mm. with the um, changing and the manager. Who knows what they're going to do? I don't think Man United know what they're going to do. Which no, could play in our f- that could play in our favour because if they bring a temp in uh, from the agency or football managers, um, you know, they ring up, who's available? Well, we can send you... Uh, well, who is available? Um, Big Sam, I suppose, is available on a short term. He loves a six-month gig. Steve Bruce. Steve Bruce, <laughs> yes. They, see, they, they, at the at the unemployment football managers agency, otherwise known as the LMA, um, uh, I'm sure if Man United put a call in, they can. I, 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 for me, I don't get why you sack Solskjaer to give it to Michael Carrick. Yeah. Well, he's the interim whilst they appoint an interim, isn't he? What they've said. Um, well, yeah, I, I, for me, it just, it, it don't, it, it, do you know what, the, what I think they'll end up doing is, it's not a Man United podcast, but I think they'll end up giving it to Carrick to the end of the season and, um, bringing in Pochettino at, at, in the summer from Paris, sort of thing that happen. Mm. So um, if that is the case, if, if Michael Carrick is the Man United manager to the end of the season, then... What would Lingard? How is that going to work for Lingard? Because you, you could see Carrick going, "Oh, Jesse, I like you," in you go. I think I he'll go, you. and that's the thing. I think if the, the only thing that would keep Lingard there for me would be if Pochettino turned up now and said, "I want to play you." Yeah, and and I think he might give it a go. But if it's just a, it, 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 at the end of the day, he knows this is now the, it probably his last move or chance of a big move because of his age wise plus getting in the England squad for it it plays in his favour funny enough that the World Cup's in November next year so you know there's always that chance that you could start next season really well and, and scrape in the England squad but the chances are he's got from January onwards to make it. Yeah, you need to you need to make an impact, don't you? And then he's going to be looking and thinking, well, at the end of the day, if Carrick was there with Solskjaer, what's really going to change? Because, you know, Carrick was always in Solskjaer's ear so you would have thought they were like a pair. I mean, even though it's not a Man United podcast, it does affect us in a way, doesn't it? It does, yeah. It That'll does. be interesting. I uh, think he'll come. I think it'll happen. Yeah. Anything else to add to um, Saturday's do, defeat? Do we think that Soufal, Kufal, whatever you want to call him, will get back in against City? I will. Uh, I don't know. Good question. Depends what happens on Thursday. Because I know everyone is a big, big fan of Ben Johnson. I am a fan of his. But Soufal's better in my eyes. I mean, it might get a chance to show us on Thursday and then stay in the team. Or will he play Johnson on Thursday and put Soufal? Who knows? Oh. Who knows? I think it'd be harsh for me on Johnson that the first defeat and he's out. You're a kind man, Nigel. I d- I d- it's just, what, what was, you know, was the goal his fault? No, it weren't. If anything, 
it was um, if you were portioning blame smashing Marsh, it would be Declan Rice because it, as the ball comes across, I think he's the man that has to cover him in is on the edge of the area. So obviously, it's the, the central defenders and, and and the covering fullbacks would follow the line or should follow the line of the last attacker. And you have to be prepared for the ball to break on the edge of the area, and that's Suchek and and Rice's domain. If you're apportioning blame, um, I generally leave that up to others. I don't like to apportion blame. Ah, <laughs> oh, right. Moving on, we've got uh, the European adventure continues with uh, I, I keep want to call them Rapid Vienna. Is it is Rapid Vienna, isn't it? Or is it Austria Vienna? Or it's Vienna. It is Rapid Vienna. It, it is Rapid Vienna. Um, but anyway, we got the. Um, we need a point to win the group. Go on. What are we gonna do? We're gonna Lynn? go out and attack and win. What team are you playing? Oh. <laughs> Come uh... on, go and attack and win. What are you doing? Uh, oh, do I have to pick a team? That's that's Moise's job. He don't help me, does he? <laughs> we will put that on the list. Can you draw, Dave? Because yeah. <laughs> Len needs a name. Yeah. I don't know the answer really. All right, big I'm changes or little you. changes to the Wolves team? Little changes. I, I would drop Suchek, I would play Lanzini, and I would keep Antonio up front because he needs to score to get some form. And I would I would keep the defence as it is because I would like to see Soufal, Diop, both in for City. Because I thought Dawson had a shocker. Really? Yeah. Alright. Okay. Um... How about you, would you make any changes or too many? Or uh, No, I wouldn't actually. I think players can play two, three games a week because obviously when they're playing, they're just training less. And, yeah. uh, and, and you know, it when you talk to ex-pros and you talk to them, I get all, it's, all the training's different and everything else. But they, they would much rather play football than train. So they're having rest and train, play, rest, train, play. I think I think footballers enjoy that. Um, I, I get it now that the, it's a bit more intensive. I was having it explained to me by uh, someone that knows what they're talking about, I should say. That all these, um, I've, you know, when it looks like they're wearing a bra when they take their shirts off. Mm-hmm. That's their GPS, and that they wear them all the time in training, and it measures them when they're training, and that it it can measure certain um, of their physicality, that it can sense if they've overtrained, in which case they'll get pulled out of training uh, to avoid injury. Apparently, the sports science is so far. Um, uh, used that the, the sports scientists can sit there in training and they're actually watching the input from these GPS units or bras, whatever you want to call them, that the players are wearing. Mm-hmm. So players can be pulled out of training if they've overtrained. Where did you hear this, Nigel? 
Uh, it was, I don't know, someone told it to me at the weekend. So I heard exact same story from, oh, I've forgotten his name now, Gary Lewin, <clears throat> um, on the Ben Foster podcast, which it, is worth a listen if anyone possibly hasn't. possibly the person that told me. Was he, Gary Lewin? No, I don't listen to <laughs> ben, ben Foster. Ford, someone that <laughs> listened to it and was yeah. explaining well, it. It's me. exactly the same story. So he would say that they would sit with a laptop next to the training ground or in the building and if it came up with like someone's at risk of in- injury due to this movement and they've been playing for too long and whatever, they would literally go out onto the training pitch and, and say, come in, you're done, to stop them from getting injured. Right. So it's clever stuff, but is it, obviously it doesn't work. Is it? Is, is there less injuries now, do you think? That's what I mean. In, on, on paper, it's meant to be revolutionary, but I don't know. I mean, there probably is less injuries, which you, I don't know. I'm saying that. I mean, we seem to get a lot of injuries, or did do. Things have got a little bit better now, haven't they? Yeah, I think the success everyone was, of this everyone was blaming, Wasn't everyone blaming the uh, the training ground and the state of the pitches there? And, the, you know, I don't know. Yeah, first of all, it's Chad Relief, and then they moved from Chad Relief, and then it was yeah, and it the nuclear on. waste that was buried underneath the waste ground next door that's now a golf course was leaking into the water basin at Rush Green and poisoning the players. Yep. Um, which is obviously laughable, really, when you look at it. You know, and then it was the porter cabins that were causing the problem, even though the players play outside on pitches, not in porter cabins. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 you know, so uh, for me, there's too much sports science. Uh, th- them and the media departments, I just fired a lot of them. Mm. You can go, thank you. Um, I don't need a GPRS to see how much you've run around a football pitch because I've got a pair of eyes. You know, kids love stats. Pointless stats. <laughs> no, it, 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 I, you know, it's great because uh, on, on, on. <laughs> I'm not, I'm like, I don't need to know how far you run around a football pitch because I've got a pair of eyes. Yeah, but if you watch a game, how many of us have watched a game and went, "Well, he didn't do a lot today, did he?" Yeah, but we know the whole that. team, the whole team on Saturday. People are evidence, don't they? Oh, they can't. They can't. You know. Yeah. I would. I, Nigel, go and go and go and listen to Gary Lewin on Ben Foster's podcast. It's worth an hour of your time. Yeah, yeah. a lot of people say it's a pretty decent um, Ben Foster's podcast. It can be. I mean, some of some of the some, some of his of some of his guests. So yeah, some of his oh, guests are just like you know the, the YouTube influencers that I've got no interest in listening oh, to. Okay. However, some of them are good. All right. Okay. Um, Don't name any names, George. But I know the pricks you mean. And the the other thing worth watching, if you don't, people, is a YouTube channel, Tubes, from Soccer AM. He's got a good YouTube channel where he goes and plays golf with footballers. And he's had some good people on there. Most recently, the good one I watched was Joe Cole, who talked a lot about West Ham and lots of good stories from his days at West Ham. Worth a watch. Very good, there. Yeah. Maybe that's you're going to push enough, my stuff like this. That's, that's, enough, that's enough of me uh, promoting everybody else's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Back to Vienna. Yeah. <laughs> what? Um, I mean, how do you see it? Do you do you think we'll get? Do you, can you? I mean, yes, I think we'll yeah. win. You think we'll win? <laughs> I think we'll win. I think that was the question you were going to ask. That was me. yeah. What I was getting to. Um, I think we're going to win two one. There's my prediction early because I will be leaving 
at some point. Um, I'm confident. I, I'm sure. I think Saturday was just a blip. You know, we, we are we're worthy of where we are in the league and where we are in this group. And I think people were probably just a bit tired out or disorientated from their various trips around the world at the, the last week and things will get back to normal on Thursday. Which is weird to, for me to say because normal is us winning. Yeah. And that is weird. Um, That's what I think. Right, okay. What uh, do you think? What do I think? Yeah. I don't, I don't know, actually. Um, oh, you don't think we're going to lose, do you? No, I'd, I'd, I think a draw. But it, cause it's going to be a bit weird because they're now going to go back to playing in a stadium with no fans. But I think that plays into our hands. Um, actually, um, Vienna do though really need the points the way that the league is set up to make the, um, you know, the playoff uh, position as runner-up. I think we're good for the one point in the next two games. And I'd rather get it against Vienna than than, than have to worry about getting something against Zagreb at home. I think... Um, but, yeah, no, it, it, it's a difficult one. Yeah, I must admit, I'm probably sitting on the fence. I fancy a draw away in Zagreb. That's funny, because we're playing in Vienna. That's right, in Vienna. Sorry. Oh, it's Zagreb. Result, I, don't know, I don't know what they're doing in Zagreb. Yeah. Uh, well, that, that, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> 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 We've already played in Zagreb, so we're not even... We're at home we next have, yeah. time. And we won. And we won, yeah. Well, well, I can see it. Well, we got we did get a point then in Zagreb, didn't we? Plus another point and another point. Oh, as plus well. another one, yeah. All right. I did forget this. Let's do this. Dodds' away day roundup. <laughs> yes, people. The, the funniest thing about that is that Sean thought that was you doing yeah, it live every yeah, time. I know, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm going to sit there just waiting it's for it. A, yeah, just put, turning your tractor on in your shed. Uh, our roving reporter, Mr Richard Dodds, who attends every game, and believe it or not, people, is very upset that he can't go to Vienna this week. Um, he, he was looking forward to his world. Uh, Does it, so it just uh, just the whole thing about going to Vienna, the fact that it's gone into lockdown is actually pretty good news for those West Ham fans that had flights and stuff, I assume. Because doesn't do they not get a refund if the country don't let them in? Uh, That's how it works these days, isn't it? Yes, it, it, I think it de depends. What I, can gather, what I can see is it depends who you book with. Mm. Some of the, the, some of the, the West Ham um, tour people will straight out giving full refunds and some of the big operators like the Ryanairs and whatever or, and other such like people seem to be stuttering on the refund because actually you know the fact that you was going out there for a football game has nothing to do with them have they stopped people coming into the country have they shut the border I don't think they have oh I thought, see I, when I heard it had gone into lockdown and it was all behind closed doors I assumed that they had yeah, I think if but you're never fully assume. vaccinated and do your PCR tests, you can still go to the country. I'm going to Google it. Can I go to Austria? You do that while I go and and do this. <laughs> Don't need this. <laughs> yes, people, Richard Dodds. All right, my handsome's, how's you doing? It's my wee day report. 
they set off early from Taunton, Somerset, for those that don't know. Uh, early eight thirty. Well, that's not that far, is it? I don't know why they no. leave that early. And they parked up, believe it or not, at Wolverhampton train station, a place I know quite well. £7.20, people, for 24 hours parking. If you want to do some Christmas shopping in Wolverhampton, it's a bargain. Uh, if you are kind of crazy, which you'd have to be to want to go Christmas shopping in Wolverhampton, uh, unless you want to buy locks, because that was the centre of the locksmithing manufacturing industry, Wolverhampton, years ago. And where the, the locks museum is, somewhere along there. Uh they walked, apparently Wolves had a fan zone with thousands of others, big video screens showing football matches, nice food and copious amounts of beer. A friendly atmosphere with both sets of fans mingling. Uh, and then onto the ground, he said, via a discussion with his main source on all things Genk. So we've not really covered this, but anyway, the fight scenes at Genk that you may or may not have seen videos going around people, uh, were before the game uh, and though there was videos going around there weren't a lot of fighting there was people falling over but I didn't see a lot of fighting uh, but, and there was no big push at the turnstiles because uh, that was something that West Ham were accused of uh, a big surge at the turnstiles 150 fans getting in with no tickets even though the video of the big surge happened to be people walking through an open gate um, uh, and the main source says it was nowhere near as bad as UEFA were making it out to be. But he was happy there was a full lockdown. We would not be trailing over there as trouble would have occurred in his words. If you're wondering who his source is, I think it would be um, Dixon or Doc Green um, type of source. I think I'm allowed to say that. Uh, but Dodsey was... Um, Obviously disappointed that he's not going, because on that subject, I'll be doing my away day match report from my sitting room next Monday. Uh, as even though I was going up until Friday, clearly now it's not worth it. But you can't. Well, I, yeah, I was just going to say that, actually, Dodds. Um, you can do your away day roundup, but it'll only be Man City, because uh, you can't do an away day roundup if you've not gone away, mate. Uh, he says... And this is a thing for the for the trip to Vienna. He's paid out three hundred and twenty quid, of which he expects to get two hundred of it back. No refund on the flight, mm, but he's trying to get that back on Very the credit harsh. card. Uh, and he won't get the money back for the PCR test, and most importantly, the car parking at Heathrow, which apparently, while I laughed at it, can cost as much as the flight. Uh, back to the Wolves game, it was really quiet. We were not very massive when it came to singing. Uh, I do think on the rare occasions that the team aren't as good as they can be, that's where we fans should be playing a bigger part. Uh, the highlight, though, is when they sang, we eat paella, we drink Estella, and we're banned from Vienna. Beers were 450, but wine gums were 450, which seemed a bit of steep. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> Well, um, but, well, you know, that yeah. is steep, isn't it? Well, you know, you know, what was it called? You know, equal rights for the women, isn't it? You know, a beer for the blokes, wine gums for the ladies, £4.50. Um, that does seem... I, I hope that was a bag and, and not just yeah, a pack. Yeah, I hope so. Half-pound <laughs> bag. I'd be very disappointed. Mind you, I did get a huge bag of wine gums, but still not yeah. worth 4 50 Yeah. 
He's obviously gone through the menu well, Dodsy, because he says the most expensive thing was £6.50 was a kid's meal. Uh, he enjoyed the fire show at kickoff, uh, which he believes does build up the atmosphere and something West Ham has followed on from. Uh, all bar three or 400 West Ham fans stayed and applauded all the players, even though the performance wasn't the best, which shows how far we've come as a team. As you know, normally when we lose, we leave straight away. Brady out! Brady out! And Dodsy didn't put Brady out, he spelt it wrong, so I've had to grammar him up. And that was, people... Dodsy's away day roundup. Only six seconds I've ever done, apart from making my kids. Uh, <laughs> three seconds each. Uh, there you go. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Perfection in three seconds. I tell you. Uh, twice. <laughs> uh, moving on. <laughs> then we've got next. So not a Thursday. We got. If you thought Thursday was tough with Vienna in Zagreb. Uh, we've got uh, City in Manchester. Uh, not normally a fixture where we um, would look to get anything from, though we have at times took some we points have. there. We have. Uh, what I will add before we all get doom and gloom on in it, win, lose or draw, I believe we stay fourth. That's Andy. So now is it? I've thrown that in the mix. What do you think about going forward? I'm ever so positive. You know, where last year I was saying to you, does it, does it feel like 1986 yet? Mm. How about now? If that if that Wolverhampton result resembled that Villa result we got, yeah. does it start feel like 86? Because there was point when we kicked, when, we, when I was watching the, the game on Saturday after 10 minutes I felt that confident again that we were going to win when you say the Villa result you look you're talking about the way one that we lost yeah in 86 yeah yeah do you, do you know what we followed that up with um was it the Chelsea game uh no I thought it was the defeat to Nottingham Forest oh yeah the Johnny Metcalf goal um you might be right so yeah, yeah. I mean, this season is a more feeling like eighty five, eighty six, purely down to league position. Yeah, not that we were, not that we're going for. Or are we? It felt like it after Liverpool game. You know, if we'd have, if we'd have if, won Saturday, yeah. we could have felt like we were going for the title. Yes. No, I mean. yeah, if we'd have won Saturday. Um, I think after the Liverpool game, I, I can't remember, it might have been on Claret and Booze, um, I did say, someone said about the title, and I didn't poo-poo him. No. I, it was like, well, it's game on. Yeah. Um, we, we, what must George be thinking? Listen, listen, man. You're in your 20s, aren't you, George? Uh, only just, yeah. yeah. He's hanging on. That must sound strange, two blokes talking about West Ham winning the title. It does a bit, yeah. yeah. But it's a bit, even for me, you know, when I said earlier, like... Um, you know, get back to normal, i.e. winning. Yeah. <laughs> that's very strange. Winning, <laughs> we keep winning, we win the league. Oh, that's how yeah. it looks sometimes. And I, I think in the first 10 minutes, it looked like that again. And you're thinking, well, if you win this, you got to start talking about winning the league. 
Anyway, we didn't win it, so. No, I didn't. So, do, on City, I always remember that game with Sacco and Moses scoring. Oh, yeah. Mm. Was that 2015? Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, it was um, it was the billet season. Yeah, it was because it was uh, it up early. I know. It was know. our was just one of those third away game because it was weird because we beat Arsenal, lost to yes. Bournemouth and Leicester, beat yeah. Liverpool away, beat City away. Right. Yeah, we beat Liverpool three 0 that year, didn't we? We did. Oof. So yeah, we can go there and get something. Why not? We are we are a better team now than we were then, and we beat him in the League Cup on penalties. But I say that a bit quietly. Yeah, I, and I don't think I don't think City are as good as they have been. I don't think they was clinical. Um, I I watched. Well, they got a striker. That's why. Yeah, I watched their Everton game and and they were very wasteful. Uh, and Everton would just. Um, oh, they look dodgy, didn't they? Yes. How yeah. long has he got? Um, I think he's got till Christmas. Yeah. Um, they're not. They're not going to put up with him. Really. Well, they just. They? they just look like out of ideas, don't they? And I can't be bothered. Been there. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, but considering Everton, I suppose are a team that um, you you would put on par with West Ham. Uh, uh, I mean, I can. I could well. We could probably argue all three results in in a way could happen, and that's a, for me always the delight of following West Ham was that you, when we're playing really well, we'll go up against the big boys, and as we proved with Liverpool, you know, I think Man City could be could be beaten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, well, I'm not going in there fearful at all. Um, so I perhaps would have done in years gone by. To be fair, I probably went in fearful that year we beat them. Uh, I I do have memories of them in most recent times smashing us around the park at home. You know, I think they've got a couple of four nils and a five nil in there. Yeah. Uh, so they can always turn it on. But yeah, I'm not. I, I, yeah, I agree with you. Any 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 of the three results could happen. Do you go with a free hit mentality? That the fact that actually, and not just that it's because it's Man City, we're not expected to win, but actually, even if we lose an Arsenal uh, or the team fifth below us, but the goal difference is so huge that Arsenal will only draw level with us, but still be behind us a goal difference. So we will remain fourth no matter what we do, or or our every defeat. I think mm. it'd have to be like a six or seven nil defeat, and no. Arsenal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone's gonna. Yeah, you know. Uh, that I think it would be. I think we're on like. I think Arsenal's got like a minus three goal difference, and we're on plus nine or something stupid like that. So it doesn't need a big swing. That even if we lose, we'd still be sitting fourth. So if you said we'd be fourth after fourteen games, we've just, you know, Man City, Chelsea, and Liverpool above us. <laughs> what would we be saying? Wow. Uh, wake up. Um, the uh, I I would I wouldn't go there and go gung ho. To be honest, I think that that we should play our normal game. I'd I'd take a point today. I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't be doing what you said, Nigel, and put in 
who was it you said to put in centre mid? Well, I can't. Was that if Lingard? We ain't came. signed Lingard yet, have we? Yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah. But no, I wouldn't go in that attacking mentality. But I mean, we've got next after them. We got Brighton, is it? Yeah. So we'll have. Uh, I, I mean, we've got. I think twelve games in the next five weeks. So we've got Brighton on the Wednesday, then Chelsea. Uh, no, then Burnley, I think, away. No, it is Brighton, then Chelsea, then Burnley. Oh, I feel terrible. Don't know the fixtures. Should we have a look I'm at the fixtures? Now. Got thicker, don't they? I've got them here. We've got Go on. Brighton on Wednesday the 1st, then we've got Chelsea Saturday the 4th, yeah. then we've got Zagreb at home yeah. Thursday the 9th, then Burnley away, Arsenal away, yeah. Norwich at home, Tottenham away in the Cup, yeah. Southampton at home, Boxing Day. Then Watford away, 28th, and that's the end of the year. And so then yeah, Palace on the 1st. Loads. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Palace on the 1st. Yeah. Oh, I'll be up for that. Um, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's a very um, congested... Uh, but at the end of the day, you can't complain about playing that many games when it, West Ham of old, we wouldn't be in Europe possibly out of the League Cup so we would only be playing weekends <laughs> almost certainly yeah. yeah so when we've you know this is what successful teams do isn't it they play games they do most do successful teams don't take Yarmile- don't put on Yarmolenko off the bench no um, so give us your prediction for Vienna so what's your prediction I for gave Manson? I don't know 2-1 yeah. um, for City 1-0 1-0 Right. <laughs> uh, anything to add there, Lynn? No, not really. I mean, I don't like making predictions, especially against a team like City. Um, I, I, I'm focusing on Thursday, and I'm focusing on the point. Oh, if you how, get good how, point. how professional of you? Yeah. You sound like a manager. That would make a good week. Going into the last sixteen, the Europa. And then anything we can get from Man City, let's not be too upset if we get beat by a team like that. Nah, never would I. And we'll stay fourth by the sounds of it, so who cares? Well, it'd be great. That's it. Uh, yeah, I mean, 16, top four. Come on! We're going to be fourth. <laughs> Imagine we get beat. Yeah. Right, we're still fourth and we've had two defeats. I still think you've just got to turn around and go, how good is it at the moment? Yeah, of course you do. Going against the team next in the midweek that we've not beat in Premier well, League. You look, you look at it. If we, if if we were, if we were mid-table and out of all the cups at this stage of the season, you you would say we're having a decent season. So the yeah. fact that, like you said, Nigel, we're still in everything and we're fourth. <laughs> dreamland. That's the way I look at it. Believe it or not, Keep positivity. Dreaming. Yeah. Well, there's nothing to be negative about if you look at it. Nothing. No. No. But people will be. And yeah, people of are. are. Right. It's, it's in our nature. It is. Yeah. It's in our nature. Right. Next then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> you know, I made that jingle in like 
that's over ten years ago now. That jingle. It's lasted well, wasn't it? Yeah, it's timeless. How do you get that frog to sing? It, it reminds me of that Paul McCartney song. It's so <laughs> funny. When it got every jingle, obviously, Dudley's way day roundup is all you, it was all you, Nigel. It was all so six like seconds. The, the, the Shed Man one just cracks you up. It's just me messing around, and it's made it in the podcast for about four years. Uh, oh yeah, that yeah, uh, that was done off of a, off of a, off a throwaway comment by it a was. listener whose name we never remembered. <laughs> <laughs> who just called me I agree with the shed man no it's your nickname and that was it you lot stuck with it oh dear anyway more than just a podcast posted uh, which I after the international break we are back as is the season's barometer so if you've not seen it I'll put the barometer up which I'll cover now uh, what are your thoughts on the Wolves game what was your reaction uh, do you shrug your shoulders and move on or fall on meltdown? How should a defeat be handled? Let us know. And as always, thanks for your support. So, season barometer, people. This is done for us by a, a, a great listener and someone I'm getting to know very well uh, where we measure this season's results against the same teams we played last season with the same score games. So, last season... We, against Wolves, we beat them 3-2. So this season, we've lost 1-0. So we dropped three points there. Um, obviously, we also lose goals on the goal difference. But what does that mean for the barometer? Well, the barometer currently sits on 65 points. Um, which is equal to what we got last season. So at the moment... Despite the fact that we dropped points against Wolves because we gained points against Liverpool, we're on course for um, another season. Oh, and you've got to take into account last season was our record points uh, and possibly best goal difference in the Premier League. But if we can match that this season, as the barometer suggests we're on course to, can only be a good thing, isn't it? Yes? Yes. Yes. Uh in the the, the the barometer shows you the games we've played recently and what's happened. Uh, currently, this season, um, not only we, we are we are level on points, we are running a, a plus four goal difference. So we're better off this season four goals than we were last season. Well, that's decent. So that's not to be sniffed at. No. Goals are fun, people, so we're yeah. having more fun. Four more. There you go. Um, last season, no, just a thing. Last season, away at Man City, we lost 2-1. And the Brighton game, which we'll cover next week, but the Brighton game was a draw. So in the next in the next three games, because um, after that is Chelsea, the next three league games, where actually we can start picking up points. Because just one win will give us one more point than we would have done last season so uh, we need to beat Brighton basically <laughs> right let's do it first up apparently more than just a podcast has commented oh that's funny that isn't sense. it yeah. you just can't stay away can yeah, yeah. mister I'm not going to say nothing but then text me this yeah. morning mister blackout and I went you done well then and he went well texting you don't count why? Well, that's what I wanted to know. He wanted, he, do you know what? 
honestly. He, actually, yesterday and today, he says he, he phones me up on the Friday. Says I'm having a media blackout. Yeah. So he misses the. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market fucking game yeah right and then Sunday and today he's back on it again yeah he's done well he's, he can happily black out the fucking football but don't black out getting on your tits oh do you know what he asked me this morning what the score was oh, I told him I told him where to go and he went no really I don't know <sighs> anyway he says this is Sean people, by the way, from Portugal, from yeah. whatever restaurant I he's think in. they guessed that when I said getting on your tits, really. Yeah. Yes, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he says, I'm not allowed to ask football-related questions or tell any, any insider info, of which there are many, as I am hiatus on the Algarve. He's in a small town with a bar called Sully's, which is called Carvero, basically. Uh, so my question is what Nigel could be up to in his youth here and what's your favourite winter sun destination? And he's put Muto Obrigado. One's the garden, really. Yes. Um, I, I went away one Christmas to Spain with my mates and it was great. So I'd have to say Spain. But other than that, just a bit of vitamin D on your mush in the garden. I went out today with the post box to post someone's artwork. Only won the auction. I enjoyed it. Had a beer because you know it was near the post office. Be rude not to come home. All right, there you go. George, no, not, none of the holidays, nothing like that. I mean, I'm really sorry. What was his, what was his question? Well, uh, winter sun destinations. I mean, you've forsaken holidays now that you've had a child. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, obviously, you can't go away um, anymore. I'll tell you what. The best place I've been. Um, I went to Saint Lucia. In January, which counts as winter, doesn't it? I think so. Uh, and that was delightful. I bet it was. All right. Well, the, 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 I, all the way to the only uh, winter holidays I've had, funny enough, uh, were Cornwall, which oh. was quite nice over New Year a couple of years ago. And it so turns out to be, I was also in Portugal years ago at the end of October and I'm talking 30 years ago uh, in Carvero and the reason why when I see Sean was in Carvero and I asked him about Sully's bar could he get a photo is one obviously I thought it'd be funny to have a photo of Sean standing outside somewhere called Sully's bar on holiday and two the, the bloke called Sully was a West Ham fan because when I walked into the bar uh, they heard my accent. They asked, kept asking me where I come from, and in the end, I, I finally, after giving the old "What are you coppers?" Uh, they laughed. I told them I was from Canning Town. It turned out so was he, and that his mum, who was also there at the time, had a market stall two away from our granddad. Oh, 
uh, and I ended up living in that bar for the two weeks, literally, um, playing football. Literally. From, literally. It was like a, a breakfast and an evening meal to the point my mum come to see what the hell I'd been up to because it was the last holiday I had as a teenager with my mum uh, to see what I, where I was every night. And uh, the, she walked in to see my name up on the chalkboard. So I used to settle my account up on the mon- on the morning when I bought my breakfast. So literally, I had my slate tab running. Fantastic holiday that was. Apart from the little dog that used to attack me when I used to walk back. Um, that's another fun, silly story. But uh, yeah, much not not really West Ham based, but that, those were the days when it took you two days to find out we'd got beat by Middlesbrough away. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Next up, it's Dodsey. He's back again. Oh. Uh, Brady out. It says, can we have Brady a theme out. tune for Sean? He's then gone, Sean is massive. Everywhere he goes. Because that was funny the other week, and we can sing it every week with you. Especially the you fat bastard bit at the end, please, Nines. Uh, what will constitute a bad season from where we are now? And what will constitute a good season from where we are now? For you, George. A bad season would be anything outside of the top eight. And a good season would be anything inside it. And it would be a... Whatever the next round is after the knockout round in the Europa. Last eight. And it would be quarterfinals, and it would be a quarterfinal in the FA Cup. And who knows about the League Cup? See what happens. Well, we're in the quarterfinal of that already. Well, quarterfinals all round, George. A rejuvenated Tottenham. That was all I'm saying. Well, I don't know if they're rejuvenated. I watched them, and they didn't scare me. Well, not in the first half, but second half was a bit, Mm. bit of hard watch. Yes. Uh, last week, Led and Nigel said you don't need marketing if you win games. It wasn't here last week. No, I think it was the week before. Uh, so taking that point and the fact that Led's made a career out of marketing, well, ain't uh, really. what are the benefits of marketing in your opinion? Well, uh, I made a career at, at working in art departments at advertising agencies, which is only one aspect of marketing. Uh, and if I could use that to try and explain the difference and trying to prove the point. I do think Nigel's right. Uh, and the fact that if you, you ask the marketeer what their favourite beer was, they will tell you, give you the brand of the beer that they're marketing. If you ask someone like me who worked in an art department advertising my favourite beer, I'll tell you the beer after a game of golf or the beer when I'm doing the gardening. That's the, the start that, and that's kind of really sure. kind of illustrates Nigel's point. You've answered that question before, haven't you? Well, I'll, I'll, there's, yeah, somewhat, but I can give better examples than that. That was just... That's a good, that was a good example. And uh, I am a marketer, and I was actually thinking when you said... Yeah, you thought the brand, <laughs> I was thinking, Yeah, I was thinking, I really like Camden Hills recently. Yeah, because it's my, it's my <laughs> sort of job to explain to people what is good about Camden Hills and why you should buy it, not... I think it's good. Yeah. And it, it's the same with football. What Nigel means is 
if the experience is good, if you can encapsulate that experience, you don't need to push your brand. Brands are sometimes, in football and certain areas of life, brands can be kind of overrated. So it's, mm-hmm. it's selling the experience of the brand. Manchester United has a pure example. Yeah, the brand I've worked for. <laughs> it's funny well, it, uh, because you're talking about the data area, Nigel. Mm. And, I, and you were going, well, oh, data's a load of rubbish. And I'm sitting there thinking, actually, it's really important. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, kind of. But that's, this, that's the marketeer for you. You're, yep. you're somewhat... But in football, see, I, I understand like marketing and, and beer, especially beers, you know, because it's a competitive market. And at the end of the day, you know, if you take a bottle of wine, it's like a lot of it's with marketing a beer. Why? Because people will go to beer tasting. People go to wine tasting. People do not go to football. You know, oh, let me have 10 minutes oh, of West Ham, 10 minutes of Spurs and give me five minutes of Liverpool, please. And I'll make my mind up. No, you don't. So you, you nail your colours to the mast generally yeah and then that's who you've got that's who you are so i don't need an email i don't need anything to convince no, me i mean but but, that, but that's not aimed at us is it but who's it aimed that, at then well it's aimed at your your general sale tourists that might go to a game a year and come and spend 250 quid in the club shop but then why why are they emailing everyone on their season? Because there's always then? there's always the off chance that I fancy getting my daughter a kit. That's the way I would look at it. And it, what harm it doesn't cost them anything to email me as well as the fifty thousand general sailors. Does it do you any harm, Nigel? Well, I mean I, I know what I I could somewhat agree with what, what George is saying. If it doesn't do any harm, why not push a product in your face? But mm. and but the, I have this conversation at work all the time because people say, you know, stop sending me emails. We say, okay, fine. You need to click that button, and you won't be sent anymore. Yeah, fair enough. What button? Tell me what button I click. There's a there's an email. There's a button at the bottom that says unsubscribe. Unsubscribe. No, oh, I need to and do you'll be removed from, from the mailing I don't, list. I don't need it. I, I don't need their. I, I was showing someone the other day that how they sell autograph shirts because an, an email come in, and. I was trying to show how bad they are. And they they outdone themselves. Because what I didn't realise is they sell an imitation England top with Trevor Brooking signed for £750. <laughs> Do they? Yeah. Are there any buyers? And you think... No, it's, where, well, there's well, probably only one. Where do you get that price from? It's not a, it's not a match-worn shirt. It's, you know, it's a retro England 1982 shirt. Signed by Trevor Brooking in a nice frame, seven hundred and fifty quid in the shop. It's autograph stuffs. It's I, I know it's it's a thing. It's it's not that it's it's getting out of hand, but it just seems to be that the club. I, I was stunned. You know, I mm. went on there to show someone something, and it and it actually did stun me the prices that they were charging. Yeah. Unlike your good self, then, if you want to throw yourself Is in, it real you bingo as well. Now's your chance. Real art. Tell people all my all my art is one of a kind. Yeah. Lots of it is signed by the player, so you are often a, a bidding for a, a bit of affordable art. Yeah, I am. Well, hey, you are anyway. Yes, yeah. You you got one for sale. I don't know if I yeah. really want to push it. To be honest. Oh, you're after it, are you? <laughs> <laughs> you're after the 1975. Someone may be winning it. <laughs> Oh, I'll have to have a look. <laughs> All right, I'll say nothing. Uh, 
don't well I, it, it, it's, it's, it's up to you feel free to uh, I just did didn't I yeah you just did there you go I, think, yeah, I mean the, the the thing to do is to sign up at kenintownland.com and you you won't miss out on a thing and there's a very good Ooh, project on careful, the way Nigel, that you'll be the first get to the see Actually, I do click on his marketing email. I do. Of it. Hence why I have been. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I like that. <laughs> See, and that's why. That's why West Ham still try and get you. Yeah, but, well, yeah, I just think with a, with a football club, it's different. And and if, you know, if we knew how many people actually, how many people work in the market in the media department at West Ham, there's a lot of people there. It's a lot of wages. And, and, when you think you know there is a finite pot that the football club's got, and that I, f- I think where before you think you look back how the club was run years ago, and not rightly or wrongly, and it's, I know football's moved on, but you know they, they would have you know two or three people in the commercial department, and now there's probably like hundred odd, you know, and they've what, all West Ham, probably yeah. In, yeah, if you so take the media and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. everything well, I else, thought, I thought you were still talking about just marketing. No, but I, I lump media and marketing all in together. Mm. You know, like why do I need to watch a video? You know, why do they need to make these videos? Why do West Ham need a social media experience? Because, uh, well, I can answer that better than George. Some marketeers need to justify their existence. <laughs> yeah. So if we sacked them, am I right, George, or not? <laughs> <laughs> which is easy for yeah. me to say now I'm kind of retired um, is that fair to say I don't know they'll be serving a purpose there'll be some kind of business objective attached to it it's yeah. not just oh you just you know, as, as yeah they've got to justify taking make nice videos grand or on some pictures. crappy tyre company isn't it so we'll no, but there's, a re- there's a reason it's being done I mean for, for what, let's face it football isn't how we remember it, particularly you older generation. I mean, it's it's just not, is it? It's a it's a commercial thing. West Ham is run yeah. as a business. We know this. Every football club is now these days. Yeah. So it's just it's just get with the times, Nigel. Is what I'd yeah. say. Although what I would add, if you are one of them brands that gets pushed by the media department, you're wasting your money. Yeah. Especially, <laughs> if, I mean, I, I I don't even look at that tire company. No, no, I, I, I've never looked at any West Ham partner. No, no, it actually puts me off them yeah, partnering with West Ham. Somewhat, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what I mean. I had this, I had a conversation with when I was working at Man United for a couple of weeks, talking to the girl there, and she, I've got to be careful what I can and can't say, but she, she was, um, we was putting a presentation together for an energy drink. And um, I said to her, you do realise this energy drink, if you're, if they have a Man United version of this energy drink, if you're a Liverpool fan or you're a Man City fan, you ain't buying this energy drink. And she didn't quite understand it. And I said to her, in the, in the 80s, uh, Rangers and Celtic would have to have the yes. same sponsors yeah. so that they didn't have a conflict of interest for the C. brand. R. Smith. That's right, it was. McEwen's did yes. as well. Now, and, and Carlin. Yeah, I didn't know Are that. You sure? yeah. I I never bought Sharp JVC. Yeah, <laughs> I never. JVC was Arsenal. Yeah. Sharp was Man United. What the fuck did Afco um, sell? And, uh, uh, and was it Beko or Beko? I never touched that because they sponsored Millwall for ages. I I really associate that brand with Millwall. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't I eat a Lion Bar. 
<laughs> my, my marketing brain or not. Anyway. Right. Anyway, that was a long answer. I'm sorry about that. I, it was. I'm the it was end of the game. Though, yeah. I blame George because he's in marketing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> next up. Oh, I don't know if that's my phone. I'll move away. Uh, it's AI Sean. Hey up, Chorus. Hey up, Sean. He went, that's Yorkshire. The town is, in case you're not fully conversant in the lingo. Here. Uh, bad news about Oggy. I don't know if we covered that. He's out of the season. But we now have a squad that should cope this season. Wolves, we were shite. We lost. It happens. Move on. Striker required in January. Uh, AI Sean seems to have been banned by Claret and Cash. If <laughs> you really join the club, mate, I tell you. Was it the comment about the collection buckets outside the stadium, Sean? He's not here. Uh, he's enjoying your cash. Uh, or was it pointing out uh, an exclusive <laughs> wasn't an exclusive? <gasps> How dare you, indeed. And one for you all. Should we be concerned that Daniel Kretinsky has a lot of his investments <laughs> in fossil fuels? Given the world is now committed to reducing such fuels, will he be skin in a decade? Uh, I'm sure he's a wise enough man to know when to move out of those. Yeah. That's been my answer to that. Yeah. I think he's got his fingers in many other pies, so I'm sure yeah. he'll make us a pretty penny elsewhere. Yeah. Then again, we all know what happened to the last foreign investors to invest in West Ham. Do, but they, yeah. had, they had all their... Uh, they were the richest people in that country. They had all their biscuits in the basket. Yeah, they did. Uh, and they soon crumbled. Uh, uh, Brady out. Brady out. I should say. Next up, it's the sole singing superstar of Tenerife. Evening, guys, says Michael Levy Jr. No meltdown required, because I've been West Ham for... Far too long. Ups and downs. He hoped I had a good birthday, which I did, despite the football and the power cut. Uh, if I granted you three signings in January, three signings in January, we get one each then, yeah? So, uh, George, you go first. One sign. signing in January? Yeah. Take the tap in, George. It's uh, a bit boring now, isn't it? I'll just do it for time, Lingard. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right, I'm gonna have that need that time then. Um, <laughs> what position do we need? Let's say striker. I don't know any. Belotti. He's flying around, isn't he? Mm. I don't know. Can I, can, I, can I steal in then? Go on him. Josh King. I'm signing. Mm. He scored the, the weekend, didn't he? Yeah, he's getting a few goals now, yeah. Who's he playing? Watford. Oh, Watford. He's, he played there before, hasn't he? No. No, he's at Bournemouth, isn't he? Bournemouth and Everton. Mm. I don't... Mm. Klozek. Yeah, I can't think of a player. I saw a list of free transfers last week. I know some interesting names on there, some senior players, and I'm not talking about the geezer bites people. Um, I know he's one of them, but there were a lot of senior players on there, and the cat will caught my eye. What about Andy Carroll from Reading? <laughs> he could play centre. I tell you, Andy Carroll's missing a trick. 
I'll say this about it, playing centre half. Forget playing him up front. When he used to come back for us and defend, yeah, he, was he was fantastic. He used to win the headers. And I always remember, I think it was Arsenal moved Paul Mariner from being a centre forward to a centre half. And his career lasted about another three or four years. Yeah. And what the other round, Paul Brush was a striker till number nine. He went to the back. Yeah. Alvin could play top and bottom. Rio was a midfielder when he first played for us. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. And uh, he played up front as well when he started. Yeah. Uh, thanks as always. Gents says Michael. Oh, no don't worries. forget, you can still vote if you download the app. The Vacay app. Uh, click on Tenerife as being your item. You just quickly register your email address and then you can delete the app and vote for Michael in the Soul Singing Superstar Awards. There you go. Good luck to Dale. Uh, let us know how you get on, Mike. Don't forget. Yeah. Uh, next up, it is a top fan, apparently. It's Russ, DJ, Russie B, Budden. Uh, keep calm and carry on. It helps to demonstrate the need to strengthen the first team in January. Says I wouldn't the, mind him demonstrating the need to put your fucking Christmas decorations up in December. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. Keep calm. Yeah. He, that man's too happy calm. about Christmas. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Imagine being his neighbour and you go out this morning oh. and he's got the fucking snow machine. Part on. of you would die every day, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it, eh? Yeah, dear. Fucking talk about the days You'd down. want to smash that elf, wouldn't you, that he's probably got propped up. Anyway, next up, it's Andrew. Hello, uh, Andrew. Uh, Bre Brenda's son. Hello, Brenda. Uh, happy birthday, Nigel. Thank you very much, Andrew. Uh, hope you had a great day. It, it weren't bad, I won't lie. Uh, disappointed with Saturday's performance, but I think we all knew we would have a few dips in the road. Uh, we need to give Antonio and Suchek a rest as they both look shattered and keep flogging them will result in injuries without a doubt. But who have we got to replace them properly? Well, there is that, you know, debate. Um, but then again, you know, Antonio flying halfway around the world and back. But blimey, did he score a weldy? Uh, he's worried that the season could start to fall apart unless we get more players in quick in January. Hope we're all well. Brady out, Andrew Brady and Brenda. Out. Love to Brenda as always, Andrew. Dawkin in Surrey. It's near you, George. Oh. It's not a million miles Where away. The vineyard it's is. actually a lot closer to Sean. How is it? Mm -hmm. Probably shouldn't give away his location on there, should I? Uh, another top fan is Mr. No Land. It's the chauffeur. Uh, we all knew the bubble would burst at some point. Let's be honest, most of us thought we'd lose to Liverpool beat Wolves. It went the other way. Uh, bad day at the office. We'll still be there or thereabouts at the end of the season. Uh couple of quick ones he says Len he mm. loved the short there that was funny actually of uh, Sully and Gold recently oh thank you kindly uh, Nigel Khan how was your birthday did you get any West Ham related presents did I get any West Ham related presents I think my family would tell you all I got was West Ham related presents yeah, you're an easy one. I've got, uh, well, people go, oh, I don't know what to get you. And you think, if you buy me a bar of soap with a West Ham logo on it, it's going in the shed. You know, I'd be happy. To that point, I've got the Iron Maiden West Ham tracksuit top. Oh. Uh, which I was rather pleased with. Uh, a West Ham flat cap. 
uh, an updated West Ham book with the um, from 1904 to 2021 the back pages things I like them the newspaper ones uh, I got FA Cup fact booked which uh, I had a quick flip through and I need to email them because I think they've got a West Ham bit wrong um, and then uh, I've got some other West Ham stuff yes yeah, some West Ham goodie bag uh, it was basically all West Ham to be honest is it black your Iron Maiden? No, Book it's Souls one. It's the nineteen eighty uh, seventy seven sort of to I haven't eighty. Seen this? It sounds nice. Oh mate, it's the it's the it's the Chevron, yeah. So it's a yeah. tracksuit top with the claret uh, with the with the claret. Oh, well, I've got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got it in front of me now. Yeah. I didn't realize that. So yeah, so that that. Uh, I am. Yeah, I'm winner. Yeah. Really. Uh, no, Paul then carries on to say, who was that? with Marion Williams the other day in the Welsh Arids or Primark uh, as we call it um, uh, looked like Peter Crouch's brother so for those that don't know Marion he was photographed he put a photograph up Sunday I believe with uh, with Frank Bruno Fernandes um, who were both in the same children's shopping uh, shop there you mm. go that's a bit random isn't it yeah. Uh he's gonna go for a win in Vienna, as it means nothing to me. Yeah. Uh loose to Man City. Be a bit of recycling. Uh also Nigel, I am New Alder's biggest fan. Well I've gathered that mate. Uh but did but did go to another synth pop pop act in OMD last week. Uh very good. Very good. I'm off to see the levelers on Saturday at Brixton. Oh, Bopping about. I see. The... I'm pretty sure I saw them supporting a um, Finn Lizzie on St Patrick's Day. There was a St Patrick's Day fit. Oh, fucking terrible. <laughs> Don't I let me put see... you off, though. <laughs> I, I to... won't put me off, mate, because this no, is you not like the him, first you like time. But you know, you ever, you ever, uh, you know, just because it was St Patrick's Day, they were because they're Irish, aren't they? The levels. No, they're not actually. Oh, well, maybe it weren't them then. No. It just seemed one of them things. How did they match these two up? Of course, it weren't Finn Lizzie with Phil Lynott. It's not fucking Finn Lizzie at all, is it? Pointless, really, <sighs> what I yeah. said, because it probably weren't the levelers, and Finn Lizzie without Phil Lynott isn't really fucking Finn Lizzie. No. So move on without me. I apologise deeply. Well, I mean, quickly, one of the strangest matchups I've ever seen was Carter, the Unstoppable Sex Machine, supporting Madness at Wembley. Uh, considering I, I, I went because I loved both bands, uh, but both play, I always thought it was strange because Carter are definitely not uh, the the um, demographic madness fans nah. type of band. Um, it was no surprise to me they got the reception they got. Yeah. Uh, in excess, got bottled at Wembley. Well, he's funny. Queen and Quo. That's funny you should say that because. <laughs> In 89, I went to see the Kinks and the Excess were the support band and I'm pretty sure they were number one. Oh, yeah. Which was like, well, he signed the contract. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's funny. And I think Red Hot Chili Peppers, they supported someone and they got canned off as well. 
Morrissey at Madstock. Another one with madness. You wouldn't put Morrissey down for madness fans. Uh, no. he, he was so bad, um, he didn't get to come back the next day. They actually replaced him with Ian Jury and the Blockheads. I mean, that's a bit more like it, Which it? you would think. So, yeah. Um, aside from that, uh, sometimes you get support acts that steal the show, i.e. the Prodigy at Nebworth yeah. with Oasis. Yeah, uh, or Guns at Aerosmith. Yeah. Gents, I'm going to love you and leave you for the rest of your chat. All Cheers, right, George. Mate. You're done well, nice, George. Nice done an extra you. half hour. Yeah, thank you. Well done, man. Love to All Jessica. Right. Thank you, guys. I'll speak to you soon. See Cheerio. you, mate. Cheers. Uh, talking of uh, shoppers in the Welsh Arids or Primark, it's Merion himself, uh, Mr. Dylan. Uh, he didn't go to Wolds as he was too busy in Manchester uh, in Primark meeting Bruno Fernandes. Uh, so a few other points. Um, I've never heard a Cockney call people treacle. Mm, I have. Uh, he's never heard a Welsh man say, oh, Boyle. Or a West Country bumpkin say, all right, my ansoms. Uh Scrub that last one. Does it ever frustrate you when people incorrectly stereotype the area you live? Well, no, I don't. I have heard a Cockney someone call, all right, treat all. Uh, I have heard a Welshman say, oh, Boyle. You say it often enough, yeah. and obviously, uh, all right, my ansoms. Uh, my nan came from the West Country, and she used to say that. Do you ever get upset when people think you're from Essex? Oh, fucking hell. Yeah, that, that, well, I mean, you are, really. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I will fall out. Yeah, no, we but don't. you know what I mean? No, yeah, no. Uh, listen, I tell my kids, sometimes some of the big disappointments is when I think my daughter's a bit too Essex-fied. Yeah, I but, mean, I get that, the Essexification. Yeah, I, don't start me on the Essexification of West Ham because... It's just, yeah, it's know. funny, uh, like, I went to that funeral a few weeks and they're all from Essex and it's, I had a good time with them. It's very distinctive, the, the difference. That next generation down, obviously, the, the, the deceased was from Bethnal Green. Mm. But that next generation down, they, they do have a do have a chuckle with them. Yeah. They are. There's certainly something about the place. Uh, sure. I know you shouldn't, you shouldn't say you really enjoy a wedding, but I did. No, funerals can be. I've uh, always funeral, thought that sorry, a, yeah. a, a funeral can be uh, enjoyed um, in the right way. That it's good to, 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 you know, with a good send-off for someone. Yeah. In in the right way. Yeah, it's good to see me cousins as well. Um Worryingly, Marion says, the Shedman and I have several things in common. West Ham, of course, against the Definitely. move, of course. Dislike yep. of the board and a similar taste to music. Next thing you know, he'll be saying tidy and I'm telling people to leave it out. Leave it out. <laughs> <laughs> they do say tidy. Uh, he said, I see Dodsy went to Cornwall and posted a Facebook picture of a pasty. Uh, I was going to visit my local Tesco and do the same. Uh, in the last year, he says, he's met Phil Neville in M&S and Bruno Fernandes at Sea Life Manchester. That was not Sea Life. That had little kiddies' clothes hanging up in the background. Uh, which odd place have you met a celeb? Have you, odd place. Odd place you've met a celeb. Odd place. 
obviously not on the set. Odd place. Oh, I were. And this isn't me, but mm. my parents were at. Um, um, I think it was Disneyland. And in front of him in the queue for for something was Stephen Hendry, and he, he, my dad started talking to him, and he says he always comes here because no one in America knows anything about snooker, and they leave me alone. Oh, yeah. But for me, I can't think of. I probably will when we finish the podcast. No, I mean I did. Would you call a celebrity? Famous people I've met, blimey. Normally, it's when I've gone to their house to do work. This is it. So, you, normally, you would expect to see... I mean, I've been to people's houses I didn't know that were famous until I've gone to do the work. Uh, the most famous one would be Rachel Vice, uh, who I didn't know, never heard of her, never seen her films, and, um, went to sort the burglar alarm out, and, and I got shown into a spare room. And it was quite a large room, but it had all, like, film posters up. And halfway through, I noticed that her name was on one. And I actually went, well, would you do a bit of acting then? And uh, mm. she replied, well, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> and off she yeah. went to make me a cup of tea. And, um, yeah, I didn't realise who she was until later, after I'd gone. I told someone, and they went, she was in The Mummy and stuff. And I'm like, never heard. No, I don't watch them films. That's about she, it. She lives with um, Craig... Um, yeah, James Bond. Bond yeah, yeah I'd, I'd, well, she didn't back then, but nah. yeah. Uh, it's Spandau Ballet's roadie next. Uh, Matt Kemp, he says, "Hi, gents. One for Sean while he's not here. Sullivan's sons are now on the board. Is that a tax thing for when they sell out their remaining shares to our new checks investor? Uh, I think it's uh, an avoidance of death duty thing. If, uh, I think that's what uh, it meant, wasn't it? Which I can I can say because he's not here." So short and sweet. Next up, it's the it's the Reverend himself, Mr. Jonathan Lowe. Dearly beloved, welcome back, Nigel. I hope you had a great birthday. Thank you, Jonathan. Uh, Disappointing. Uh, no, yeah, no, oh. no, no. I had breakfast with me. Mum cooked me breakfast. Wanted to see me, Mum. Thank her for having me. Uh, had me breakfast with her, and then normally I used to have. Uh, we used to go Chans in Manor Park. Uh, was oh, the yeah. tradition for my Steve birthday. Steve Baker likes that place. Yeah, but but it's takeaway only. Oh. So we yeah. went through uh, went went to uh, a steak in Lakeside, which oh, was nice. it was rammed out in there because Lakeside is shut because of the power cut. Oh yeah, what's the bus grated? Yeah, it was. What's your favourite cut of steak, Nigel? Um, I I like a ribeye. I knew you could say that. I like that now. Yeah. I morphed yeah. into that. I mean, I was always a sirloin. Yeah. Um, I think it's a bit more forgiving, ribeye. Yeah. You know, you, have, you can cook it a bit longer and it's still nice and moist. Yeah, got medium rare. Which is like almost mooing uh, where we went. Yeah, I think that's a little bit light for a yeah. ribeye. Uh, Jonathan continues. He's got, he's got one question. Uh... We're still in the Europa League, the League Cup, as well as the Premier League and the FA Cup. If you had to predict how we're going to do in each of these competitions, what would your predictions be? Keep up the great work. Blessings, Jonathan. Uh, and I will see you against Brighton, John. 
You know I don't like predictions, Jonathan. Yeah. Uh, I think we'll do best in the Europa League. I think that will make the fans happy. I, I still hope we'll win the FA Cup. We haven't started that yet. No, I know. And that's the Worst thing. That, season. You know, it, that, that's the one I hope. You know, even though our League Cup, actually, there's a bit of me that thinks, well, we've won the FA Cup three times. We've not won the League Cup. Yeah. So, um, and if we could win the UEFA Cup, as I still call it, yeah, that would only need the Champions League and we'd have completed all three European trophies. Yeah. And only one English club has ever done that, I believe. That'd be Liverpool, wouldn't it? No, they never won the Cup Winners Cup. No, they never won the Cup Winners Cup, no. It's Chelsea, isn't it? No, Chelsea won the first Cup. I don't think they won the Cup Winners Cup, did Man they? Man United did it. Man United did do it. They've won the, yeah, they've won the Cup Winners Cup because they beat Barcelona. They've won the UEFA Cup, haven't they? Didn't Mourinho win it with Man United? Um, Yeah, they did. Mm. So I'll yeah. just get an inquiry on my Facebook come up. Alright. Uh, next up is Ziggy Stardust himself. Oh, David Jones. He says, evening all. He says, disappointing result, but not unusual for West Ham. So we've put it down to experience and move on. Uh, it's how better than to beat Vienna and win the group? He says, if we're in the Europa League final, 3-0 up with five minutes to go, do you bring Noble on so he can lift the trophy? Or do we leave it to Declan? Brady out. Brady out. Um, not for me. Not for me. I don't bring him on. To, I don't think you bring him on just to lift the trophy. Um, no. What do you think? No, not for me, no. I, I think don't think he'd want that. I don't know. I, I don't. think it would happen, hmm. to be honest. I think it would happen. Uh, Alan Woody Woodhouse, Wookies, says, uh, Wolves game was a shame, but it's a blip. Everyone's very, like, level-headed today. Uh, interested to know what you fellas would do in the League Cup. When do you start playing our first team? I think against the Tottenham game, actually. <laughs> Uh, or do you stay loyal to those who've played so far and risk leaving first team as out of the semis and the final? That's a good point. Um, no, I, I'm, we've got to beat Spurs. Play them then. Play your best team. Mm. Stuart Ling says, Evening, gents. First and foremost, hope you had a good birthday. Always a good birthday for me. As for the game, just one of those... Ones, it was a bad day at the office. Wolves are on the up at the moment. Take nothing away. Uh, we just have to chuck this game into the fuck it bucket and move on. Uh, we've bounced back well from recent defeats, to be fair. He's not expecting anything at City, obviously, but a big performance for us. Win, lose or draw would show the character and team spirit we all know Moyes and his team have instilled. Brady out! Brady out! Uh, ooh... The man I was waiting for. Who's that then? It's uh, Nick Killington. <laughs> My reaction to the game was that it was dog shit. It, well, that's not true about your reaction, Nick. I think it was a bit further than that. Uh, but, uh, but it's not a reflection of our season so far. 
it was a complete anomaly, which is hard for me to say, which is mm. why it was frustrating. There were plenty of feasible excuses for the lacklustre performance. Fornells is physically and emotionally drained after becoming a dad. For all the private jet gestures the club had to pull for Antonio, as we've only got one striker, it didn't mitigate against the fact that jet lag applies to being in a private jet or cattle class on Ryanair. Uh, Rice is recovering from illness and still looks affected. Uh, Zuma had to play on the left side of centre-back, which he looks uncomfortable with, and Dawson looked heroic with last-ditch tackles and blocks. See, it's funny, because was it George who said he thought Dawson had a meal? Uh, yeah, it did. But most of that is born from poor anticipation and defending in the first instance. Oh, right, so Dawson did well with ditch that, but because his positioning's wrong. So, praises with one hand and slaps him in the face with another. Uh, ben Rama looked completely out of sorts. We don't know why. It's probably because he's the world's most inconsistent show pony. <laughs> Suchek put in yet another ghost appearance next to Deck in midfield. What has Lanzini got to do to get a start? Suchek needs resting, dropping until he rediscovers his mojo. But how can you rediscover your mojo if you dropped? Mm. I would say, Nick. Uh, a question I'm sure a lot of us are asking, though. Why did we get crawling? I'm not getting that either. Mm. It's concerning, isn't it? He thinks we 100% won't be uh, like that against City, but Moyes has to address the midfield. We don't need Suchek against City. Rice can take care of Rodri. The rest of City players are three foot tall and rapid. We need players that can rat around and use the ball well and give us some craft from midfield. Um, there you go. John Osborne says, personally, I think we need to remember how far we come. Sensible John yeah. Osborne, I should say. Uh, personally, I think we need to remember how far we've come. Sunday wasn't great. Well, Saturday was <laughs> when we played. Uh, but even after that, we're still fourth. Come on, guys. Yes. Let's not be on a downer. In Moyes, we trust. We sure do. We do. We sure uh, do. That looks like Twitter. Yes, we've got a couple on Twitter. <whistles> Bit of elevator music while I find I always get that confused with the what they play at all in the old um um herb Albert, the birth herb Albert tunes, didn't they? Want to no. play the Orient? Oh, it is the same one, isn't it? I think so, yeah. That's, it is. Yeah. Jeremy. Oh, I know. I get mixed up with the Bumblebee one. What the fly? You know the one about the Bumblebee? Well, I've heard of the fly of the Bumblebee. It's like, zzz, 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 Man. I'm a confused man. That is about, but isn't it? Um, Jeremy Peter. Da, 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 da
What's that tune that they used to do there? Oh, right. I, I was thinking... That's what to get fucking paid for. What you smoking? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I don't know, Fucking hell. I got away with murder, didn't I? I think you did. Fucking yeah. hell. All coming back to me now. Sorry, as you were. That's all right. Uh, Jeremy Peters says, West Ham are top of the league for farting. Really? Yeah, I heard this. Uh, sounds like a lot of old shite to me. We've og out for a while. Wouldn't it be a good idea to blood Baptiste or release a for our remaining European games? I've heard Baptiste is the one. Uh, also, anyone else thinking Antonio's burnt out? Well, I'm not. I watched him. You know, I watched the highlights of that. Not just the goal, but the the way he played against um, was it Panama? I think no played Panama. And he had a great game. Scored yeah. a worldie, you know? He did score a worldie. What is this? West Ham are top of the league for farting. Oh, someone put, yeah, uh, they, they, this is the typical fucking marketing thing, don't <laughs> mind. That, that some, if you, if you talk about the, the amount of beer drunk there and the amount of people there and the amount of beer consumed, they will pass wind at London Stadium more than any other game. But it's just fucking bollocks to fill in. Because oh, if they really knew that, they'd know that we won't fucking even bother going in there for a beer, really. It's not like other grounds where you don't mind getting there and having a beer in there. Yeah. I think there's a large portion of fans that resent having a beer in there and have a beer at the Plaza or Supporters Club or Carpenters hmm. or wherever you have your beer. Oh, well, I'm glad I missed that then. Yeah, it was uh, fucking pointless. Mark Reaper says Moyes has been fantastic. However, given the number of games the players have had at club and international level, is he too reliant on the same eleven? We've had a similar performance to Southampton and Wolves, jaded players after internationals. Um won that last one after the international break though, didn't we? It was a toughie as well. Yeah. Uh he, he also said can we have more of your impressions? I'm desperately sorry. We've got no time this evening. Take it. That's what he wanted. I think that's what he wanted. Uh, and can't wait, people. Can they? No. Uh, Just can't wait. And big on Twitter at the moment is sing in your dialect. Sorry. Sing in your dialect. So we have a listen. I think there's a new like speech thing on Twitter, isn't there? Sing in your dialect. Yeah. <laughs> 6,000 people listening to this. It's like... There you go. I don't know that he's singing. But that's crap. But there you go. I don't know. Uh, while you were doing that, uh, I live on a bit of a flight path next to the river. So oh. we have army helicopters going across. 
So I didn't hear it all. But when I did hear it, I actually preferred the helicopter, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) I apologise whoever that was singing. It's it's, it's a thing on Twitter now. I noticed it comes up at the top and you can hear people talking. I I, I did tune in to a discussion by Man United fans. 600-odd Man United fans were discussing today. And I had a little little one-minute listen. And um, it was quite funny. I think the funniest thing I saw online today was the fact that Rio Ferdinand bigged himself up to be a um, director of football. And then Jay Comfrey said to him, who would you have into Man United? And he said, I don't know. Oh, right. Which is like typical yeah, Ferdinand at the moment. I mean, what a bell end he's become. There's a, there's a, you know, and I don't realise this is ironic while I'm talking about this, but there's that theory of if you've got nothing to say, you know, say nothing. Because if you fought with a fool and then you open your mouth and you remove the doubt, well, there you go. That's Rio for you. Hmm. He's never made many good decisions in his life. Still, uh, don't have yeah, problem anymore. Bit, do I still, no matter what, I still like Rio. I still, you know, that's Rio you're the loyal. player. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, absolutely. But you know, and um, I, I think he—I don't think he's a bad pundit. Funny enough, I know a lot of people, whatever, uh, and I fully understand the fact that he—he, he, you know, he talks more about Man United than West Ham. Is that he actually did? He, you know, he won things at Man United. He played, he played Man United three times as long as he played for West Ham. And I, I think he probably got a soft spot for us. But at the end of yeah. the day, Man United fans would probably pay his bills via the advertising to watch his videos. Mm. Any more? No, that's it. No. Oh. That's the end. How so, long we been? Um, and three quarters. Well, thanks for that. I've logged out. Look back in. There you go. Hour and three quarters. Someone actually thought we might get four hours today, but you was never getting that. You're never getting that. Um, Predictions. Vienna. Oh, Oh, no. You got to. It's just me and you. Nil-nil. Oh. (laughs) You never never take that. (laughs) Uh, I'll go one all then. Uh, Predictions. Man City away. Sunday. Um... Uh, 2-1 loss uh, mm, I'll go for one all again there you go good on you to, to nick a point um, so Len has been um, I've been I've been I've been here yeah I've been holding which say for Sean yeah that's right well uh, I've been holding the reins you have. Uh, I don't think he's back next week. I think oh. he's still eating himself. God knows what he's he's going to look like. That man from Monty Python's yeah. the meaning of life. That yeah. uh, the demand of restaurants he'll probably have eaten by the time he comes back. Yeah. Um, be like Pac Man, will he? It'll it, it, be so big. Marion will be complaining about the lack of space in their block. Oh, blimey. He don't sit next to him, surely. Well, we, I, I think a lot of people will be sitting next to him by the time yeah. he comes back. But uh, that's it for this week, people. Until next week, when um, me and Len will be back, and then we'll yeah. see what Bucci turns up.
Yeah. <laughs> See you later. Ta da. Ta da. Bobby Moore. More than just a podcast. Bobby Moore. More than just a podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.